Welcome to episode 46 of the Current Backloggers. The date is December 22nd. I'm your host, KCP, and it's just me today. Cody got called into work, unfortunately, so Cody G is out for the day. So just be me with you here. And before we get into the normal show, I want to start with saying, talked about it on the show a couple times, but I said I would talk about when I, uh, get more firm details that I will be doing the final extra life stream for us of the year not soon after you hear this episode assuming you're listening when it first come out if not then it's already over but I will upload it so you can rewatch it on our channel but I will be doing it starting at 10 a.m. Wednesday December 23rd and going all the way till 2 a.m. on Thursday, December 24th, Christmas Eve, of course. So that's 15 hours. If you would like to join us, I'll post a link on all of our social medias, or if you're subscribed to our channel, you get a notification when I go live tomorrow. It's just going to be me, but uh, I'll go over the schedule here. This is a tentative schedule because... Things can change. Um, I'll give some of the reasons why the things, some of these could change. And also, with something this many hours, obviously. Going to need breaks, going to need to go to the bathroom, get food, all that jazz. So, this could definitely mess with the schedule. But here's a rough idea of it. So, starting the stream, I'm going to play a game called Call of the Sea, which is a Microsoft exclusive on Xbox and PC. I've been hearing really good things about it. The art style looks really cool. Kind of looks like What Remains of Edith Finch mixed with Bioshock. I'm going to start that at 10 a.m. and go all the way up to 5 p.m. How Long to Beat, which is a website me and Cody reference often on here, said that the average beat time on that is five and a half hours. So, assuming there's not many breaks, I could should be able to finish it in that amount of time which is what I'm hoping for because it'd be cool to finish a game on stream and if you are here from the beginning be able to watch a game be finished and if you don't want spoilers and obviously don't watch that part of the stream because I will potentially be beating the game um, I am somebody as I've talked about if you watch my streams that wanders in games and likes to find everything I can so I'm expecting my beat time to be longer than the average person's so that's why i'm hoping with the extra time i gave myself that'll be able to happen especially because i need extra time anyways for like i said bathroom breaks and food and all that jazz that's assuming i don't absolutely hate this game i'm gonna give it a chance if even if i'm just kind of liking it i'll play it up till i finish it assuming i can finish it in that amount of time but if i'm absolutely hating it, i'll finish it early and this whole schedule will be different but assuming that goes as planned, then next I'm going to go to Overcooked 2 starting right after that at 5 p.m. until 6 p.m. And my girlfriend Danielle will be joining for that. So if you ever play that game, it's a very fun but chaotic and can be fight-inducing game. So it could be very entertaining and joyful or it could be very awkward and mean. So, tune in. Um, then next, I'm going to play some Fortnite right after, starting at 6 p.m., going to 7 p.m. with James. Question of the week, man, James himself. I, uh, well, I'll get into later about Fortnite, but that's planned for that. <clears throat> and then after that, starting at 7 p.m., going up till 10 p.m., going to play the Gears 5 High Busters DLC. The on how long to beat it said the average beat time on that was three hours, so hopefully I'll be able to finish that as well. I'm really curious to check it out and don't want it to be spoiled, and don't want to be one of these things that just sits there forever and I never finish. So definitely want to get that done. Then going from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m., I playing Phasmophobia. Uh, right now, PC exclusive, supposed to be coming to consoles. <coughs> um. 
it's kind of like a horror puzzle game, four-player co-op. I haven't played it myself. I'm going to buy it specifically for this. But uh, our friend Derek that I mentioned on here, that beardy guy on Twitch, or the beardy guy on Twitch. God, I always do that. Will be playing with me. And it's four-player co-op, so we'll see if anybody else, any of our other friends join in. If not, we'll just be playing with two random people. And then from 1 a.m. to 2 a.m., um, I'm going to... Not sure exactly what I'm gonna do, but that'll be the end of the stream. So maybe play some random games, see if I can find something funny, whatever. Just have that an hour open at the end. So if the schedule does go as planned, then have some time at the end to do some random stuff. And also, that gives me some free time. So if I can tell like I'm just about to beat one of these games, or something goes wrong, or I get food or whatever, I can have some time to work with and adjust. But of course, the reason we're doing it is because of Extra Life. We're at $1,136 right now, which is absolutely bonkers. Like I talked about in here before, the uh, your total goes from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And game day, which is usually mid-November, is our biggest day. That's when we started ours. So we didn't even start majority, or have not even done close to the majority of the Extra Life year. So... To be able to have that much is ridiculous. So I don't expect anybody to donate. And if you have already donated or even if you haven't, if you are low on money or don't feel like you should, especially with Christmas time right now and everybody being lower on money and spending money, definitely don't feel like you need to. But if you do, it would be greatly appreciated. I have our goal set right now as 1200 Hopefully we can get to that. If we do, then I'll keep extending it. Um, the only incentive I have right now, or the only uh, milestone is 1,200, like I said. And if we get there, I'm going to get a nice big cup of eggnog to drink, which if you don't know me, you're like, oh, wow, that's a crazy dare. But if you do know me, I fucking hate eggnog as much as I love Christmas and everything about it. Eggnog is one of the few things I do not like. And I, like I said, I absolutely love Christmas, so eggnog is something I tried like four times. There's plenty of food and drinks that I'll admit I haven't tried and won't try, but I want to love eggnog, and it sucks. And the consistency of it alone is potentially vomit-inducing. And then the taste is like melted bubblegum. If you haven't heard that before and you drink eggnog, taste that with that in your mind. Because I've told that to people, even some people love eggnog, and they're like, what, you're fucking crazy. And then they drink it, and they're like, oh, you ruined it. It totally tastes like melted bubblegum. So, like I said, I've tried this multiple times, hoping to like it. Maybe it'll be a Christmas miracle, and you guys can see it live. Maybe it'll be like, wow, it's really turned around. I like this. But I think that's uh, probably the unlikely scenario. So that's what's going to happen if I get to 1200 If we get there, then I'll uh, extend a milestone and see if I can come up with anything else. I will have one incentive, which is if you donate $5, and it does have to be exactly $5 to get the incentive. Obviously, if you want to donate more, that would be greatly appreciated. But if you want to make sure you get the incentive and you want to donate more, you can always do $5. Like if you're going to donate $25, you can do $5 and then separate $20 donation. And the reason you have to do that is because Extra Life actually keeps track of the incentives I have on there. So for them to make sure they give you the amount of the item we have, then you have to do the exact amount. But the first five people that donate $5 will get a cool current backloggers magnet. If you're watching the video on YouTube, I'm going to put a video or a picture of it up right here. If you're listening to the podcast, you can check it out on YouTube or on our um, Extra Life page, which I have shared uh, multiple times on our social media or if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're even if you're listening on a podcast, if you click on the details or description, whatever your platform says, the link is on there as well. And you'll be able to check it out there. And then I think that's it. Like I said, Extra Life is uh, something that goes on for the entire year, so starting next year, I'll figure out more details as we go on, but I think the plan is to do 
one stream a month so it's not over the top and in your face and run down your throat every two seconds because I've listened to podcasts and watched YouTube channels to do that and it's unbearable sometimes and I feel like I talk about it a lot but I feel like uh it's because it's for a good cause and I know they do it too I'm not saying that they're doing it for bad reasons but I feel like I have to have a little bit of a balance there to not drive people crazy even though it's for a good cause so that's the plan to do it once a month next year to be able to build up to game day which should be in November and have maybe multiple streams around that time like we've done this year so that's the plan if uh you'd like to join us you'll be on our channel I'd definitely appreciate it um and then I think we can get on to the normal show here so what I've been up to lately is working only a little bit of overtime so working my normal amount of hours me and um cody went to indianapolis we went on a trip together and uh i'm gonna wait till he gets back on here though so that way he can discuss it with me and share our adventure together but it was a a really fun day trip that we did together then besides that i went to studio 35 which is a local old-time movie theater here in columbus ohio to watch the buckeyes win the big 10 championship and then later to advance to the college football playoffs where they'll face clemson and they're going to beat clemson i'm not just being biased and being a high state fan they would have beat them last time if the referees didn't fuck them over and assuming we don't get the same referees which if we do that's going to be entirely too fishy and um downright questionable but assuming we don't get that we're beating clemson i know like i said one of my favorite thing or my least favorite things about sports is how reactionary people are and as much as i love ohio state ohio state fans are some of the worst at that all year we were an unstoppable team and this team was destined to win the national championship. Then we struggle against Northwestern, which, if you paid attention to Northwestern all year, they were clearly the second best team in the Big Ten. I've said that multiple times on here, and I've said that off the podcast since about week three. So I didn't think this was going to be a cakewalk, and they've given us challenges before. And so we struggle against them. We're missing 23 players, or 22 players, and then one of our top players got hurt in this game, so 23. And we still find a way to beat them. Justin Fields, quarterback struggles. Everybody says he's going to be a Heisman winner. Everybody goes from that to they can't pass anymore, and what are they going to do against Clemson? Before this game, the Buckeyes had in everyone's eyes no running game. They couldn't get the running game going. Trey Sermon runs for... 300 and I should have put in here I think 20 rushing yards I know it's Ohio State rushing record and now everybody's like well yeah you have the rushing game but you can't just run so Clemson's going to destroy us meanwhile like I said forget the fact that we're missing 23 players and we still beat the second best team in a conference championship game so Everybody questioned if we should even be in playoffs. A lot of people say that we shouldn't have been, including a lot of Ohio State fans and how we're going to get destroyed. Clemson's douchebag coach, Dabo Sweeney, known douchebag. Every coach ranks their teams or ranks college football teams. Almost everybody had Ohio State in the top six, most in the top four. He had them ranked 11th. So this guy's a piece of shit. I hope Ohio State absolutely destroys him. I know if it's a fairly cold game, Ohio State, I think, will win. I know they have a chance to win. And I think if uh, you think anything other than they don't have a chance, that you're one of the reactionary people yourself. So we'll see what happens. Um, it's going to be entertaining. And then besides that, I think the only other things I did was a couple – Christmas things I uh, did um, 
cookie decor or Christmas cookie decorating with uh, my girlfriend Danielle and my little sister Michaela. We decorated a ton of cookies, had a good time, and then after work, just actually right after work today, went to the Columbus Commons, which is a park here in Central Ohio, and they have a giant light display. Super cool, so we did that on the way home from work. And then we can get on to things we got forgot about from the weeks before. So this is actually from a couple weeks, maybe in a few weeks now. I've been mean to bring this up and keep forgetting, and this is one of the things I, if you listen the past couple weeks, I said I know I'm forgetting something. It's when we were talking about Halo Infinite finally getting its new release date of fall 2021. I read that whole long article about Halo, and I'm not the uh, best reader while I'm trying to talk to people, even though nobody's here with me. I know people are still listening, so it's weird for me. So I already know if you're listening or even if you're watching, it might be confusing to follow with how I read stuff, which I'm going to hopefully get better at the more we do this. But especially with me doing that, then I kind of forget some of the things that, not that I forget what I read, but forget my thoughts on it. And we totally skipped over a very important part of that article when they're talking about how Halo will have a flight test before the game comes out in fall of 2021. And what the flight test means is a beta, which is super exciting. It was when they originally announced Halo Infinite, they said that they would have a flight test for it. And there's a lot of backlash because they weren't going to with the initial release. So I'm super excited about that. And that does make it a little easier being so far away that uh, hopefully we'll get a taste of that. I do think there's the potential for a lot of backlash and downside with that, with how reactionary gamers are as well, as we saw with Halo being revealed the first time. That even as this is very fun multiplayer and it looks nice, that the backlash might be very strong because it doesn't look next gen and doesn't have this and doesn't have that. So I think I'll have fun with it, but I think it has a chance to have a lot of backlash. But the reason I wanted to bring that up is because I totally skipped over that, and I think that's big news. I do have something to add to that, but we'll get into that uh, when we get into news here because there's something kind of connects all these things together later in the show. And then... Move on to corrections, questions, and feedback. So last week, I was talking about the uh, reminder for the free games. I said Saints Row Got Out of Hell was available till December 30th. It totally was only available till December 15th, so hopefully, hopefully you already got it. I still had it in my notes from the episode before, so that was a mistake there. And then me and Cody have talked multiple times I think a couple times, at least on the podcast, about Among Us on Xbox, and we questioned if it had achievements or not. We're apparently having some uh, crazy Mandela effect or something, because both of us just, that was our only question, does it have achievements or not? And I was pretty sure it didn't, but that was the debate. But then I saw this week an article came out that said, that Among Us is finally coming to Microsoft in general. And it said that it is arriving on PC Game Pass soon and Xbox in 2021. So this game that we were questioning if it had achievements or not doesn't even, didn't even exist and still hasn't come out yet. So I don't know how we both thought that. But there's that. I don't really care too much about it coming out. It's a fun game, but I was never crazy about it. And I think it's one of those games that's gonna get run into the ground and then people it's gonna be cool to hate on it which i think if you just judge it for what it is and have fun with it it can be fun i just don't think it has to be anything more than that i do think achievements can make it uh definitely more of a drive to play it and give you some uh sense of achievement which is funny enough probably why they call it that um but it's gonna probably come out in early 2020 2021 i'd imagine but with how fast people move on to stuff, 
might get a little kick from coming to Xbox, but I don't know if they're going to be maybe falling off at that point, but I guess we'll see. I think that's the, uh, all the, all the stuff I had on my own. I will actually, actually, I can give feedback to the listeners here, and one in particular, and that is Ryan McKay. Ryan, where's your weekly email? I love it. The fans love it. Where's that? Don't give up on us now. Don't be like yourself. And once people start liking it and wanting it, stop doing it. You're lucky Cody's not here. Wasn't not getting read anyways, which probably made you more mad. So it's made it a good thing, didn't it? But give the people what they want. I love them. You're gonna hear in a minute. Spoilers. So James thinks they're interesting. You know Cody loves reading them. He's like a a proud papa reading uh amazing report card he loves them so keep them coming if the writing's getting too hard do what you send send me a an audio clip if you're mad at cody how he reads them send me an audio clip do a a beautiful reading for us and i can put the audio clip on here send me an audio file <laughs> but they need to they need to happen the fans want it but we'll move on to the question of the week here from James Beecham. How's it going, guys? Great. Thanks, Cody. So, um, with all the bugs, James says, excuse me, with all the bugs and glitches people are having with Cyberpunk, it was easy to think of a question for this week. We all know how annoying they can be, but sometimes they can also be hilarious. So the question is this. What are some of the glitches you find the most frustrating, and are there any that you like. Also, I'm a fan of Ryan's question comment things. Not because I think they're good, but because they are definitely interesting. See, there you go, Ryan. That is a fan if I've ever heard one. So, James, as normal, I'll save this for uh, Cody answer next week, but I'll answer since I'm here. Um, yes, glitches are... Uh, a funny thing because yeah they can be a uh, the most frustrating thing in the world like you said and literally game breaking and I never I never like uh, bugs are game breaking no matter how funny or weird they are if they're game breaking that's where that's just a, a no-go for me but ones that you can find some fun with or get some hilariousness out of it that's what I like. Like on Halo 2, there's this uh, famous thing called the Super Bounce. Which, if you don't know it, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. You should look it up. It's uh, it's quite the sight. But it's this weird-ass thing where you had to run around the map and hit certain points of the map with your body. And then jump off and hit this piece of the geometry just right. And you'd shoot up like 10 times higher than you could jump in Halo. And it could get you out of the level and walk on these places you're never supposed to be. And even that is potentially game-breaking because people could do that and screw over game modes or stuff like that. But I didn't use them for things like that. I did to... I was always so curious to find stuff. Halo being my favorite series to find stuff that I hadn't experienced yet. So stuff like that I absolutely love that can bring laughter and more fun. But doesn't ruin the game. I was trying to get more example on it. I know I'm missing them. But that kind of stuff I love. Even stuff that is in between that can be funny and not ruin the game. Like I kept forgetting to talk about uh, when I was playing The Last of Us Part 2. It kind of sucked for in this game because it's so cinematic and you feel like you're part of the story and in it. So I kind of wish it happened on a different game. And I'm kind of surprised it happened in this game just because... Naughty Dog's games are known for being so polished and well done. Not that any game is perfect and their games have issues, but it was, I'm trying to spoil it. When you're going through a checkpoint and this guy's handing all these weapons and showing you what he has, and the entire scene for me, there is no weapons. I was like, wait, what the hell is, what is he talking about? And they're here, take this. And he was handing me something that wasn't there. I was like, oh, okay, there's supposed to be guns here. And then we all grabbed our fake guns. And I was like, this is funny, but kind of sucks because it's kind of taking me out of the moment. But 
like so that's not game breaking. It just took me out a moment. I would really that moment would have even been better in something uh, like a generic third person shooter. I would have been laughing really hard. And that, I don't know. I guess it goes both ways because it was kind of funny because the game's known for being so polished. And it just caught me so off guard that it made it funny, but I just want the game to be so polished and be what you expect that it threw me off a little. But it didn't break the game. Now, see, like, if it stayed like that for the rest of the game or even, like, a good portion of time, I'd be like, this kind of sucks and kind of breaks it. But it did it for, like, two minutes. So it was enough to brush off. But, uh, no, I like your question, James, and... You should uh, comment on this video. Let me know if there's any. I feel like you probably have some stories of some hilarious bugs. So let me know if you do. Because like I said, I do love the ones that you don't expect and the funny ones. I just don't like game-breaking ones. But if you have any corrections, questions, or feedback, you can, as always, send to currentbackloggers at gmail.com. And then we'll get into the news here. So this first one comes from Engadget. Excuse me. And it says Microsoft and 343 Industries, which is obviously creators of Xbox, but I'm sure most people know that. And then 343 Industries are the now the not the creators of Halo, but the owners of Halo. I'm gonna try the more we go on with the show to fill in things that might seem obvious to people that know games. I'm going to try and fill those in more because I know if people don't really follow games, it'd be nice to try and help people that all this stuff seems so like uh, common talk to us and second nature. But to somebody that doesn't follow games, it'll be like another language. So going to try and work on that. But we'll start this over here. Microsoft and 343 Industries are winding down Halo Xbox 360 servers over the next year. The two have halted digital sales of all Halo games for the platform. DLC is still available, though, and will shut down... Oh, sorry, that was in parentheses. So DLC is still available, and will shut down matchmaking challenges and other key online features for the titles no sooner than December 18th, 2021. This doesn't affect Master Chief Collection games or Halo Wars Definitive Edition but it does include the backwards compatible versions you play on the Xbox One or Xbox Series X slash S. The Xbox 360 versions will still support custom online games, local games, and online squads. You just can't use features that depend on servers, which I didn't know that custom games online were not server driven so that's kind of interesting but this is i have two feelings about this on one hand it's very sad and depressing to think about all the memories i have with my friends and um, my brother playing these games and some of the best days of my life and thinking about all the crazy memories i have of these and be like man they're taking that away. But on the other hand, it's completely reasonable. The last Halo came out, or Halo on Xbox 360 came out in 2012. So by the time they shut this off, it's going to be a minimum of nine years, which I think is more than fair, especially because that's the last one that came out. You're talking uh, way before that for some of these other Halo games that we're talking about. So... I think that's completely fair, especially because majority of the game is still accessible. I know matchmaking is the biggest draw to Halo for most people. The campaign is for me, but I know matchmaking is for most people. And now it'll go away, but you still, it's not like an online only game. You can still play the campaigns, which is what I mentioned here, but I guess they just assume people know that. You can still do local multiplayer. You can even do custom online games, which like I said, I didn't realize that would be a possibility so you could even keep it going if you were somebody that are tied to that but the bigger thing is that I feel like a lot of times companies do move on too fast and just expect everybody to have the newest thing and be like well if you're not on board you're screwed but I think this one's very reasonable it's not the following generation after this one that 
they're shutting down the servers. We're on to the generation after that. So, I mean, it sucks if you're one of those people that is still playing that and, like, you don't have money to get anything else. That sucks. But I feel like they've been more than fair and generous with that. And it's not like they said they're shutting them off tomorrow or a week or even a month from now. They announced this more than a year ahead of time. And it says no sooner, so it's possible to go off even later than that. So, like I said, on one hand, it's very sad because I know the connection you have. But on the other hand, I mean, yeah, eventually, if that means that much to you, you got to move on to get the next version of that, especially since they're not just taking away everything you have. But it is a, kind of a, a weird time capsule-like thing to be able to think of those games and have it taken away and like I said the counterpoint to that is that a lot of these companies will release games and shut off the servers entirely too soon or like I said there's games that are dependent on servers that's all they have to offer they don't have campaign they don't have local anything and you just bought a pointless game at that point so I'm not just gonna automatically defend a game if they do that I think there's plenty of times that games have cut off way too early but I think that's a very reasonable one. So the next one comes from comicbook.com. Actually, we'll read this one first. These next two tie into what I was talking about with um, with the Halo Flight test. So I mentioned, or I meant to mention this last week on news and forgot about it. And that was all the issues that Cyberpunk 2077 was having. Which you can look it up if you want. Just ridiculous amount of bugs, game-breaking stuff. St stuff that was just kind of unacceptable. I'm somebody that I think I'm very forgiving with game companies. I understand that all the time that goes into it and all the crazy reactions you get to stuff and the crazy amount of feedback and I'm sure it's just like one of the most stressful things to try and create something like that that you know people are going to have that strong feelings about especially when it's a smaller studio and you know they don't have much to work with and I say that to go into that because I don't feel the same on this one I do to a point but not nearly as much because if you look up this stuff, this isn't a couple people finding crazy videos or a handful of people having issues. This is a good majority. And most of them seem to be on the last gen, Xbox One and PS4. And then I know the counterpoint to that, which I've heard a lot, is, well, yeah, it's a next gen game. You can't expect to run on these. But as I talked about with Call of Duty before, yeah, I think that's a, a fair argument to make. But when the companies that are making these systems say, no, you can definitely play these games and they'll all run and they'll work across all of our platforms and you won't see a difference, then I don't think that's a valid argument. So I do think part of that is on the console makers. Because I think they keep feeding us these lines about how you can play them on any system and you won't see a difference, which I know I'm not taking that literal. I know that even then one's going to look better. One's going to run a little better. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something should be a runnable working game, not a completely different product just because you have an older system. And if it is, then they should have to put that up front and that should be a known thing. So it's at your own risk. But I also think it's definitely on the developer, at least in this instance, because they showed this game. Everybody knew this game was meant for the next gen. And every release footage and everything they showed to Games Press was running off the current gen systems or high-end PCs. So everyone was seeing the game that this game was supposed to be, which even then I've heard that the game's not what they presented even if you have the high-end stuff but that there's patches they put out and multiple of them have fixed a lot of things and then even people that are on 
the last gen, the Xbox One and PS4, you'll find people that are liking the game. And if you like it and you're having fun, more power to you. And if you hadn't had, haven't had any issues, then that's awesome. But I think there's a, a weird thing happening where if you're fortunate enough to not to have that or you're not bothered by it, that you just automatically defend it. And that you know a lot of people are mad about it. So you're like, no, 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 I haven't had issues. It's a fun game. They're, people are exaggerating, which I can definitely get that because, like I said, I think people are way too harsh on game developers and don't give them credit for realizing how hard that is and the scale of certain things. That there's overreaction on the consumer end most of the time, and you can find bug videos and glitches in almost any game and almost every game is going to release with that but this seems like a different story like i said these seems like these things seem unacceptable especially for the game that was presented and like i said you had a whole crew of people that like i said were either fortunate enough not to have these issues or were lying just because they wanted to defend their purchase or because they're having fun with it but I knew with the feedback I was seeing that there's just no way it was one of those instances where people exaggerating things, which like I said, I'm usually on the side being like, ah, I don't know. I feel like people are being a bit much, but the more that's why I know when I looked into this, this was different. And to those people that were saying that that wasn't the case and it was just people exaggerating, we have this from The Verge. Sony is pulling Cyberpunk 2077 from the PlayStation Store and offering full refunds for anyone who bought the game from the digital storefront. The company said on Thursday, sorry, I read that a little weird. If you want to start the refund process now, Sony says to visit the site and sign into your PlayStation account to submit a request, which I probably should have started with that. So when people were really hammering down on the issues this game was having, CD Projekt, which is a developer of the game, said that anybody that was unhappy with it could get a refund from Microsoft or Sony. But what they failed to mention is that they didn't do anything on their end to make that happen. You just asked Sony or Microsoft for a refund. But everybody knows their policies. They don't do that. As I've talked about on here before with Castle Crashers and that developer, the behemoth, telling me the same thing. You know, their game was also broken on PS4. The online doesn't work. And I tried to call them out on that politely and tell them. And they said, just go to Sony and Sony will do a refund. Sony said they won't do a refund. So CD Projekt definitely knows that. And so it got to the point where, like I said, Sony literally pulled off, pulled the game off the PlayStation Store, which I... Haven't heard that happening. I've heard it for something that, for like something licensed involved with the game falling apart, games come off the game store somewhat often or something like that. But nothing where a game was so broken they removed it, especially if it has happened, nothing even close to this scale of a game this big. So for Sony to do that, it's not a few people or a small group of people are having bugs. And Part of that is obviously that Sony is trying to defend themselves now because they don't want to have to deal with these refunds that a company promised, even though Sony didn't promise it, and Sony's the one having to follow through with it now. So that definitely factored into them removing off their storefront so they don't have to deal with that. But this came out five days ago. They pulled it off their store, and it's still off of the store, and they said they don't know when it'll be back on there. So it's not just that they're worried about the refund issue. It's that there's something much bigger and they know they're still going to have these issues. Which that's where I think it's unacceptable and a clear sign that there's something more to that. So like I said, all these things kind of connect. So we're going to jump over to the article I mentioned before at comicbook.com. And... It says, a new promise from PlayStation, or more specifically, PlayStation's boss, Jim Ryan, is great news for PS4 gamers and those who either can't afford a PS5 or kicking their hands on one due to demand and bots. According to Ryan, the PS4 is going to have a tail that the PS3 didn't. 
And this is because Sony is committed to supporting the PS4 in the years to come. Over time, more and more emphasis will be placed on the PS5 and PS5 development. But for right now, Ryan is pledging to support the millions still on PS4, which includes releasing more, ga more PS4 games. According to Ryan, Sony feels a responsibility to the massive community still on PS4. Ryan doesn't say how long Sony will continue to support the console and release games for it, but it does sound like the console won't be disappointing or disappearing immediately into the background like the PS3 did when the PS4 released. And then here's a quote from Jim Ryan. We do feel that we have a responsibility to that very large community and an opportunity to carry on making great game great PS4 games for as long as the need is for as long as the need is there. Ryan Veeld, I think you will see a tale with PS4 that you did not see with PS3. But that said, as time passes, you're going to see more and more emphasis on PS5 development. Not only, and that's the end of quote, sorry. Not only is this strategy uh, different than the PS or the PlayStation took. Not only is this strategy different than the one PlayStation took with the PS3 when the PS4 launched, but it goes against what Ryan said earlier this year about wanting clean generational breaks. It's unclear what Ryan and Co. Company, well, why does it Co. Come on, change their uh, philosophy on cross-gen support. But certainly something came along that the did. The most obvious answer to this is the pandemic and the meteoric rise in the engagement on PS4. But right now, this is just speculation. So we've talked about that on here before is that uh, I know Cody feels the same, that we don't have the current gen. So this isn't just a personal take and we like it. Neither of us have the current gen. We're both on the last gen. So if anything, you think we would be in the camp of defending this and being like, yeah, great. Which on one hand, yeah, it's nice that it's not to rush to get those. But I'm glad this article called him out for that. Because when I read this, I was like, this is complete opposite of what they said. And I know it's already been talked about in here. We talked about how there's an article couple months ago how they kind of devolved from that and said something different but this kind of doubled down on it and sounding like it's not a a short-term thing this might be an ongoing thing which i just don't get it how i get wanting to make more money and knowing that all that money is out there on those other consoles but if you think next gen is so important that you need these systems and it's this big of a difference you can't keep holding these games back on these old systems. And that's where it gets back to Halo is we talked on here multiple times about Halo coming, Halo Infinite coming out on Xbox Series X and then coming out on something as old as the Xbox One. There's just no way that game's not going to be held back on the Xbox One to the Xbox Series X. Yeah, it'd be nice to have that huge install base and have that many people to play with. But there's just no way that game's not going to be held back. And when something's that massive and important, and we're seeing this how it ties into Cyberpunk too, what can be held back from these old consoles, what that's going to do. So the more this gets struggling on, the more I think you're going to have issues. So I think all these companies need to be more honest that they want to keep releasing these games on the last gen PS4 and Xbox One. I feel like the console makers themselves need to be honest and say, yeah, these games can run on these systems, like we said, but they're not going to be up to par, and there's a chance that they won't even properly run. Even better would be if they had a standard and said, yeah, these games aren't coming to these systems because they're broken. But if, if they're not going to do that, I think the bare minimum would be to be honest and say, you're taking risk if you're buying this, not, yeah, they'll run on all platforms. Oh, but wait, it, they kind of don't, even though they kind of do, but not really. And then I think on the developer's end, they obviously need to uh, be honest as well and not market a game as next-gen, and but then put it out on the last-gen and then be surprised when there's a reaction of people that are not getting what they were saw and what they were promised because they were forced something else and 
that's all you advertise. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes. This was my whole worry about not having actual generations and having more of a iPhone, Android kind of thing where it's just ongoing, everything connects, is that eventually, I said this as long as mine, Cody's old podcast, that these things are going to have to be held up. You can make it sound all well and good that all these systems talk to each other and everybody can play together, which in theory is good because like I said, yeah, that install base for Halo would be massive and the sales you get for that would obviously be way more. But there's no way that that game is as full of potential on Series X because of that. Which, if they do take it away on Xbox One, which I think is very reasonable and I think would be the responsible thing, even though you're going to get backlash because you did promise it on Xbox One. I think the faster you do that, the more time will pass and people will forget. And... I think you'd have more of an install base jumping over to the next gen because just like me, I would have been day one if Halo launched with that and I could have gotten it and it wasn't even tied to the next gen at that point. I could have gotten my current 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 gen and I still was that committed to it. So I think that will be the smart thing. It will be interesting to see though with the flight test, which is like I said, a beta, how that would work though because if they do not do it on the last-gen systems, that's going to be a very small portion that can beta test that game because it'll only be on the current gen, which would also be a weird um, weird predicament for me because I don't have the current gen and I need to play Halo. So we'll follow along and see where that goes. But next, that takes us to media pickups, which I do not have any this week. I'm sure that's going to change with Christmas coming up. Those... Uh, that segment should be a lot more entertaining the next couple weeks here. And then, what have I been playing? Not a whole lot this week. I played some uh, MCC, which is the Master Chief Collection. I've said that a couple times on here, but I guess I'm going to try and get better at explaining things. And I feel like I haven't actually said the name of the game in a long time, even though I play like every week. Been playing that on and off with a couple of friends, having a lot of fun. Always have fun with Halo. And then, I referenced it earlier... Played some Fortnite the first time, and I couldn't tell you how long. Whenever they added Battle Royale, whenever they literally first added Battle Royale, I downloaded Fortnite when it first came out, before it even had Battle Royale, because it was made by Epic, and I loved Gears of War. I like Unreal. So, all right, the next uh, Epic game, which if you go back and look at the coverage of this game, it was a completely different game. It's uh, interesting to see what it is now. And I was like, ah, this isn't very much fun. And then I saw the ad about Royale, and I was like, huh, I wonder what that is, because it wasn't a known thing at that time. And I was like, ah, this isn't very fun. So I hadn't played it since then, which I can't, I don't even know how long that's been. But then that Game Awards announcing Master Chief, Blood Gulch, all that stuff, I was like, oh, no. Are they going to make me play Fortnite again? And they did. And let me first start with saying... Those are some of the most fucked up menus I've ever seen. They'd probably be just fine on PC. But this game is so massive and so... So just like every day and just like mass market appeal that and everybody talks about it. That a lot of people are not playing on PC. And these menus are so convoluted even for somebody that plays games all the time. That I was like, what the fuck is this? But I don't know how it got to be like that. Especially so many little kids playing. I don't know how they know where to go on all these menus. But I went and I bought the Halo pack, which gives you Master Chief, a dumb little warthog to ride on, an emblem on the Master Chief, uh, a pelican for him to fly in because you use a glider in the game when you're parachuting in, and two other things for $20 fucking dollars. They got me to spend $20 in a game that existed for, what, like six years now? And I was excited about and then cared, could care less for probably like five years. I don't know if these times are right. I'll correct that in the next episode. I'll try and look that up. Um, but you get the point of it. And I was like, uh, I don't know if I can do this. But I just doubled down and did it. The Blood Gulch level is some weird thing where I got into it. But I don't know. It's like a, a code you have to enter in. And it wasn't like matchmaking. So 
I want to see if I can get people to actually be in that and play a game of capture flag. Cause that's what I was really excited for is for it to feel like Halo. But since I couldn't figure that out, me and James got some duos going and went into Fortnite. We played three games. We were just like, ah, we'll mess around. He hasn't played it just like I have. He played it forever ago. So this is going to be a disaster. We played one game. We finished dead last. We finished the second game. We finished like mid-tier. And then the third game, we fucking won. And I was like, what the shit? And to be fair, I know that we haven't played in forever, so I'm sure matchmaking is skill-based, I would assume. So we're probably going against people in our similar, similar skill range. But even if that's the case, you play against a massive amount of people. So the odds of just everybody being on the same skill level and us winning are still slim. And then there is a chance somebody's better in there or started a new count. So I couldn't believe we won. I said, I'm going to stream this game during Extra Life. I bet we won't have nearly that good luck because it was really exciting. And I was a master chief doing it. And it was fucking awesome. And I had fun, but I still... The real test would be when I keep playing it, when I'm playing real talent, and also when people are building crazy shit because that's what always put me off about the game. I was like, yeah, it could be fun. But the building, I don't... These people are just running around like we do Call of Duty or PUBG or something, but then they're building fucking mansions and Empire State buildings while doing that. So that just seems too convoluted. And even the controls seemed a little messed. Not like the actual moving the controls, but like being able to map all that out seemed a little too complex for a controller, which I don't know if I'm just not used to it. Because like I said, there's millions and millions of people play it in this game. Got mass market appeal for a reason and... There's a reason the young dem demographic plays it, so I feel like hopefully I'm missing something. But we'll see. But that's all I've been playing this week. Um, I also want to get better, like I talked about, is involving you guys and asking you questions, especially when I'm alone like this. It's I just kind of roll through a show, but this is the reason I did it, is to try and interact with people and hopefully start like a small community to be able to play games with people on certain nights and talk about games and inform people on games and get people to like games more. So even if I don't say this, feel free to comment on any of these videos anytime with anything game related, even if it's not game related. But the reason I say game related is because I was going to ask you, what have you guys been playing this week? We always, you hear from us every week. And obviously I would like comments. The whole point of YouTube is trying to get more traction and doing that. You get likes. Uh, comments, all that stuff. So obviously I like that, but I genuinely am asking because that is part of why I created this is kind of a back and forth and having an audience because as somebody that follows YouTube and follows me podcasts and is part of an audience, I mean, man, that'd be so cool to have people that I could connect with and talk to and hear from them. So even though, like I said, of course, it's nice to have more comments and that helps, it is also genuine that I'd like to be able to talk with you guys more. So, yeah, what have you guys been playing this week? And then I can get into what I've been watching. I watched uh, Home Alone. So, good old Christmas movie, of course. I watched uh, the movies that made us after that. This is what I watched with um, my girlfriend, my little sister. When we were doing cookies, we watched Home Alone. And then we watched the movies that made us Home Alone after that. So, kind of just on a Home Alone kick. For Christmas, like I referenced earlier, I watched the Big Ten Championship. Go Buckeyes. I watched the Broncos get absolutely destroyed by the Bills. That was not fun to see at all. I also, I'm in three fantasy leagues. I made the playoffs in two of them. So the one that I miss the playoffs is my friends and family work. I mean, Jesus, did I just have a stroke? My friends and family fantasy league. I missed the playoffs in that, and of course in the loser bracket I'm dominating, but that doesn't do me any good now. My two work brackets, one was paid, one was free. The free one I won, good news. The paid one, I was down by less than seven points going to Monday night. I had Chase Claypool going against the Bengals. He's projected to get over nine points. 
That's a, that's a lock right there. I won that, right? Okay, so I check at halftime. Chase Claypool has point negative six uh, points in fantasy. Uh, what the hell? I'm all right. Well, I'm done. Then he starts turning it on in the second half. I'm like, all right, here we go. He has a few points. I'm like, we still got an entire half. And then he finishes with under six points. All I needed was seven. Even under his projection, I could have won. So I lost by, I might be getting some of this a little wrong, so if the math doesn't add up, that's why. But the point is, I lost by two points, and I was projected to win by multiple points. And it was actually less than two points, if you talk about the, like, the point, whatever. And the part that made it even more infuriating is that the Steelers lost, which that part's not infuriating, that's great. I uh, don't mind the Bengals, I hate the Steelers. But what made it maddening was I was just following on my phone because I was uh, watching something else that night. But I saw the Steelers got the ball back with like just a little bit of time. I was like, oh, shit, they'll try. And even if they can't win, they'll just kind of air it out. What does Ben Rossberg do? He takes knees to end it. I've never, what the hell? You're losing the game or taking knees? Are you fucking with me? I feel like they intentionally just messed with my mind. Uh, no, he has, he, well, actually, I was like, he has a great chance to do this. The game starts. He has no chance. They come back. It's looking good. No, we got you. Don't worry. And it's over. So I'm knocked out of my playoffs in that. Well, I moved into the championship game. Instead, I'm in the loser bracket and won. Um, lost in that. And then thriving on in the non-paid league. So that's a, yeah, fuck NFL football, right? Then I finished the Mandalorian Season 2. Overall, I absolutely loved it. There is some complaints I have and more than complaints, kind of confusion and want to see what they do with it to make it make more sense. But I won't spoil anything here. I do want to be able to talk about somebody that is caught up. So another thing, don't put in the comments, of course. Don't be that guy and spoil shit. But anybody that wants to put in the comments and talk privately later or whatever, I'll be down because I need to talk about the Mandalorian. And then... What I was watching when uh, I just referenced that I wasn't watching the game was The Night Before, a very funny Christmas movie. I was watching it with uh, my brother Nick. He's written into here before, or Alex Jones. You never clarified who that was, by the way, so I'm not sure which one of you or if you're at my house the other night. But we watched that for another Christmas movie, and then my little sister was there as well. I don't know if I said that. I went all Alex Jones there myself. But uh, what have you guys been watching this week? I know... Um, Nick Jones, I know what you've been watching because of uh, the night before, but have you been watching anything else? And anybody else, what have you guys been watching? Which takes us to reminders for the free games on Xbox 360. You have until December 31st, you have stacking. And on Xbox One, until December 30th, you have the Raven Remastered. Until January 15th, you have Bleed 2. On PlayStation Plus, you have Worms Rumble, Just Cause 4, and Rocket Arena till January 4th. And I feel like Bleed 2, I just said June 15th, but it's definitely January 15th if I said that. And then on PS5, you have Bug Snacks till January 4th. And this is where Fake Outrage would normally be, but I don't got anything. Um, oh, I can tell you one random thing. I didn't say this at the beginning of the show, but I talked probably a couple months ago now about my pumpkin carving contest and um, costume contest. I was going to say work outfit, but costume contest at work. And I gave updates on here. So I'm going to do the same for Christmas time. There's a gingerbread house contest. If you're watching the video, or if you're listening to the podcast, I should say, not watching the video, I'm going to post in the video a picture of my gingerbread house I made. If you're just listening, I can let you know it's a, a really messed up, adorable looking uh, cookie monster. So I painted the entire cabin blue, gave him some googly eyes, drew on a mouth with permanent marker. So probably isn't healthy to eat it. Super glued it a little bit. So that might be a little tasty as well. And I crumbled cookies all over his mouth and put cookies at the bottom. I thought it was a, a creative idea. Some people 
like with the pumpkins I talked about at work where fucking did stuff that I can never think of. So I thought I was dead in the water. But we'll see because none of the ones I saw are bad, but none of them got creative like I expected. They're all cool-looking normal gingerbread houses. So I think I got a shot at it. And then there's an ugly sweater slash Christmas attire contest coming up, but it hasn't happened yet. So I'm not going to spoil my outfit, but it's a good one. So I'm going to post picture and so that way I can put it in the next episode and I'll keep you updated on uh, what I win or don't win. But as always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Current Backlog. And you can email any corrections, questions, or feedback to currentbacklogs at gmail.com. And then, like I said, if you're watching this anytime before 10 a.m. on Wednesday the 23rd, feel free to uh, join our extra live stream and hang out. And if not, if you're watching this too late, then get on our YouTube channel and watch it after it's over if you'd like. Thanks for watching or listening.